What's going on, guys? Uh, sorry for the uh, poor audio quality. Uh, my microphone decided to not connect to my computer, but this is only for the intro. Uh, for the rest of it, it was working earlier when I recorded all this. But basically, uh, you know, this weekend is, is uh, Memorial Day, and I wanted to do a Memorial Day special episode. So that's basically the first half of the episode, and at the end of the episode, I talk about a veteran that is that was being that that his business was raided by the local police, and and also go into churches. Uh, you know, Trump deemed churches as essential businesses this week. So talk about that. Um, but first, here is Ronald Reagan's. Uh, speeches. Uh, the first one is from 1981, whenever he was inaugurated into office. And the other one is at the Vietnam uh, Wall Memorial in 1985. And then I play some of my favorite Memorial Day uh, songs. Um, you know, it's just kind of like something different for the podcast. If you want more of this type of music, I have a playlist. The link is in the description. But we, you know, we can't forget about the fallen soldiers, especially right now. You know, millions of people have died for our freedom we have. And it's a shame that some people in the country are trying to take those away. But, uh... Anyway, I'm going to upload this video on uh, YouTube. If you're not, you can watch. There's a video element to this um, video as well. You can watch it on YouTube. If you want to do that, just type in the Redneck Patriot. It's like the first choice. It has like the same logo and like there's like 39,000 followers on there. So, um, but yeah, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. Like everybody out there for listening. Um, but yeah, uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter, um, on social media. And if you like the podcast, be sure to rate it on iTunes and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I will be back next Friday or next Thursday or Friday to do another episode. Take I'm going to take a little bit of a break. You know, it's Memorial Day. So thank you for listening. And here is the episode. God bless everybody out there. And uh, let's not forget about our our, uh, fallen soldiers. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. 
each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Sometime back I received in the name of our country the bodies of four Marines who had died while on active duty. I said then that there is a special sadness that accompanies the death of a serviceman, for we're never quite good enough to them. Not really. We can't be, because what they gave us is beyond our powers to repay. And so when a serviceman dies, it's a tear in the fabric, a break in the hole, and all we can do is remember. It is, in a way, an odd thing to honor those who died in defense of our country, in defense of us, in wars far away. The imagination plays a trick. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise. We see them as something like the founding fathers, grave and gray-haired. But most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. We owe them a debt we can never repay. All we can do is remember them and what they did and 
why they had to be brave for us. thought that this is where I'd settle down I thought I'd die an old man back in my hometown They gave me this plot of land Me and some other men For a job well done There's a big white house sits on a hill just up the road man inside he cried the day they brought me home they folded up a flag and told my mom and dad we're proud of your son and i'm proud to be on this peaceful piece of property i'm on sacred ground and i'm in the best company I'm thankful for those, thankful for the things I've done I can rest in peace, I'm one of the chosen ones I made it to Arlington I remember Daddy brought me here when I was eight We searched all day to find out where my granddad lay and when we finally found that cross He said, son, this is what it cost To keep us free Now here I am a thousand stones away from him He recognized me on the first day I came in And it gave me a chill When he clicked his heels and saluted me proud to be on this peaceful piece of property I'm on sacred ground and I'm in the best of company And I'm thankful for those, thankful for the things I've done I can rest in peace, I'm one of the chosen ones I made it to Arlington 
every time I hear 21 guns I know they brought another hero home to us We're thankful for those thankful for the things we've done We can rest in peace We are the chosen ones We made it to Arlington Yeah, dust to dust Don't cry for us We made it to Arlington Grandma's recipe There was a knock on the door Around two o'clock Two uniforms And her heart stopped Yellow ribbon round an oak tree Blowing in the breeze Here's to the ones Who didn't make it back home The ones we ain't seen in so long The hold up a beer Was a wish they were here Was and not forgotten Up there, but they sure left to hold out here. We just go on living and go on missing the ones, the ones that didn't make it back home. The whole town shut down, the whole town showed up, sang Amazing Grace, watched the slideshow of his 22 years. There was laughs and there was tears. And that preacher talked about sacrifice And traffic stopped for them Cadillac lights Johnny sold beer half price that night And everybody raised an eye Singing here's to the ones that didn't make it back home The ones we ain't seen in so long The hold up a beer was a wish they were here Was and not forgotten and gone up there, but they sure left a hole down here. We just go on living and go on missing the ones, the ones that didn't make it back home. Back to that front porch, back through that front door, to the life they were fighting for. Here's to the ones that didn't make it back home. The ones we ain't seen in so long The hold up a beer was a wish they were here Was and not forgotten but gone They're in a better place up there But they sure left a hole down here We just go on living and go on missing the 
Honey, pack up the kids Cause we're headed to Omaha In lieu of his family unknown The paper says he was a Vietnam soldier And he needs some help getting back home There ain't nothing sadder than a black Cadillac With a long trail of nothing behind No tiger lilies, no babies, no whiskey Living proof that lonely just died Honey, pack up the kids cause we're headed to Omaha In lieu of his family unknown Paper says he was a Vietnam soldier and he needs some help getting back home. Yeah, nobody knows who he was over there. Guess he'd like to keep it that way. Hell, it ain't no surprise that he didn't talk much about the things a guy takes to the grave. Honey, pack up the kids, cause we're headed to Omaha in lieu of his family unknown. The paper says he was a Vietnam soldier and he needs some help getting back home. Maybe after the funeral we can swing by the zoo Let the kids see the monkeys and bears Grab a late lunch on the way out of town Let him sleep knowing somebody cared Honey, pack up the kids cause we're headed to Omaha In lieu of his family unknown the paper says he was a Vietnam soldier and he needs some help getting back home. I'll call in sick, honey, pack up the kids, cause we're headed to Omaha. Shining like a diamond in that dress We were young and love and reckless We were just two kids When I went and signed my name Now here I am Just a few months later coming home to you I'm flying with my brothers Yeah, we fought real hard We're all packed up and headed home And 
If you're reading this, there'll come a time real soon Where family, friends, and flowers fill the room And two men with starch white gloves Fold the colors till they touch It's probably more than I deserve But I'm proud to get this much Sending all the love I ever had this folded flag Now look at you You're rounding out But babe, you wear it well A little boy or girl It's still too soon to tell Wish I could be there now To hold you both if you're reading this, you're probably about to cry Running through your head, the question's why As two men with starch white gloves Fold the colors till they touch It's probably more than I deserve But I'm proud to get this much I'm sending all the love I ever had this folded flag And it'll sit here on the mantle For many years to come and every time you pass it by I hope you feel my love Two men with starch white gloves Fold the colors till they touch Probably more than I deserve But I'm proud to get this much I'm sending all the love I ever had Inside this folded flag Sending all the love I ever had Inside this folded
Pine box covered in red, white, and blue He was one of the brave and the proud and the few Twenty-one guns helped us say goodbye I stood there in silence Trying hard not to cry As the preacher he quoted Lines written in red And then he folded his Bible And in a broken voice he said There's only two people who's ever died for me down the lives just so I could be free. They both went through hell, bare crosses and shells, and both got back up again after they fell. They never picked the fight that they're there to pick up the Soldiers and Jesus It seems like the news loves to run them both down But whenever we need them, they're always around So don't hand me a party's political view There's a left side, a right side, and then there's the truth. There's only two people who's ever died for me. Laid down their lives just so I could be free. They both went through hell, bare crosses and shells, and both got back up again. Cause one fights for my life, one fights for my soul There's only two people who's ever died for me Laid down their lives just so I could be free They both went through help and crosses and chills Got back up again after they fell. And never pick the fire, but they're there to pick up the pieces. You got only knows where we'll be 
I walked through a county courthouse square on a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat, and I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key sat watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag, but she waved on, though. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville, and she got cut again at Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard, and Bragg, and the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam, and now they've about quit waving back here at home. In her own good land here, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land. And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin, but she's in good shape for the shape she's in. Cause she's been through the fire before. And I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning. We take her down every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her upright. On second thought, I do like to brag. Cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. What is going on guys? Welcome back to the channel and I wanted to talk about a couple of things uh, today or actually tomorrow is Veterans Day but it's Veterans Day weekend so I hope everybody out there is having a great weekend and um, you know we need to remember what is you know what this holiday is all about you know it's the start of summer but we you know we need to uh, remember uh, the fallen soldiers and the uh, ones who died. I put up that video earlier this morning, and um, I wanted to share that. I started to put it in this little podcast type thing or video, but I thought it'd be separate. Like it'd be better on its own. But if you're not following me on Instagram, uh, or I also have Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, whichever one you choose. 
I don't do Facebook anymore just because they limit my post and I don't I don't want to uh, post on Facebook anymore. So, uh, you know, so follow me on Instagram. I know it's part of Facebook, but Instagram's a little bit better than Facebook because there's a lot of people on there and it's pretty common for a conservative page. I, I don't know. But anyway, follow me on whichever platform, Twitter or uh, Instagram. I tr- I'm trying to post more on Twitter, but Instagram is where my main social media is. But the reason why I don't like Facebook is because you see the same thing constantly. It's it's all the same thing when I go in there. But I have been getting into YouTube more, and I want to share a, a video that I found this morning. Uh, I've been up since uh, 5 or 6, just watching stuff on YouTube. And I came across this video. It was actually recommended. I've never heard of this guy, but apparently he is a... A big fitness YouTuber and he owns a gym and all this stuff and I want to talk about him later on in the video uh, but he is a veteran um, he served this country and it's sad to see his freedoms being stripped away uh, I shared it on my story all over on Instagram but, um, but yeah uh, I want to start off the 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 episode with good with good news a uh, World War II veteran who was 100, he beat coronavirus after losing his wife. And I don't, let me see if I can play this. Yeah, that was a really awesome story. I didn't watch the video before, but that was really cool. Um, I, I know it's more. I know it's not Veterans Day, but uh, it's still important to uh, you know look at that, and and uh, you know it's really really important. So, um, and I there was like three other stories um, on Fox News talking about how uh, I think there was one in the UK. She was one hundred two. She beat it. And there was um, a couple of more in the States and then also this guy. So, you know, those old, those, uh, those uh, older people are pretty tough. So uh, they have really 
good immune systems or good i mean i think those people i mean they've been through a lot especially through the great depression and you know the war and all that kind of stuff like i wouldn't say their immune system is strong but i i think that they're pretty tough and you know in the past three months i've seen several stories of people over 90 beating this thing so that's really good news that's really um awesome to hear uh, if you didn't, if you didn't know, um, Alan West was in a uh, motorcycle accident uh, during the night or last night, and so um, that's the latest update. Um, I haven't really heard it. I haven't really heard anything other than this. Uh, hopefully, he's okay. Hopefully, he's going to make it. Um, I just got through watching or on the last video about about the Joe Biden thing. He was one of the people that I, I was thinking about putting his video in the video, but I just didn't because there were so many video, good videos from, uh, from, uh, African-American Republicans and Trump supporters talking about how terrible that, uh, comment was, uh, speaking of African-Americans, we, <laughs> I said at the end of that video, I said, uh, Joe Biden needs a black person to win, or actually needs a woman, basically. They're saying that he needs a woman, but also he needs a black person to win over the black vote after what he said um, in the past couple of days. Uh, but uh, he since apologized for his comment. I totally understand that. I forgot to say that in the video. But, uh, you know, Michelle Obama, it, it, you know, according to this article based off of the Washington Post. This is, if you're not subscribed to conservative fighters, they literally send you emails. So it's a really cool, like a news site. They just send you emails uh, of breaking news and all that kind of stuff. So, but uh, apparently she's working, she's been working on a, a voter, like a voting in, initiative. And it says here nonpartisan, but it says I love to see the author say that with a straight face. Yeah, it's not nonpartisan at all. Um, but apparently, she's been working with, working together to get like a mail-in ballot uh, program together. But you know, she's like, I don't. I think it says down here somewhere that she's not really interested in, in into politics. I mean, she was in the White House for eight years and I don't blame her. Uh, but, uh, you know, if they, like if they came to her and said in order for you, like in, in order for the left to beat Donald Trump, the orange man, you have to run because I, I imagine like, I would imagine that I don't know for sure. Like I can't speak for, African-Americans, I can't speak for black people because I'm not black, but I'm willing to bet that a lot of people wouldn't vote for Joe Biden, but they would vote for Biden and Obama. Like if they put that on the ticket, if they put that, imagine, and like if you go on YouTube, there's so many people talking about like the Democratic voters want Michelle Obama because it's Obama. Like even I like even I like Barack Obama as a person. He's funny. Like he has, he has. I understand why he 
why he won. And I think that if if Biden has a chance, then he might have to pick Michelle or Michael, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't know. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. Do you think that she's going to get involved? She's like, I, I don't know. She has a book deal that sold like Buku's, that Netflix documentary, which I thought was interesting. I didn't watch it, but I thought the name was interesting. Becoming Michelle Obama. What was she before? Uh, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know. But uh, let's take a look at this YouTube channel that I found this morning. Nick Calamontes. But basically, um, he is a YouTuber. He doesn't really focus on politics that much. Uh, based off of his uh, past videos, I scrolled down. I never heard of this guy before today. But he is a veteran. But he owns a gym. And he focuses on fitness and all that kind of stuff. But it was this video right here, the enough with the COVID-19 unconstitutional rules. He broke his silence and he started making content. Um, the next four, the, uh, the next three other videos after that were talking about how he's had enough. Basically, he owns a gym in North Carolina and Ray Cooper or Roy Cooper, my bad, who is a Democrat. All of these Democratic governor, uh, governors are the ones doing these unconstitutional things. Basically, he extended the lockdown for five more day or five more weeks, and it recently went on to phase two. But gyms are closed, according to Nick. Uh, you can get a tattoo. You can go swimming. But you can't go to the gym. And gyms, you know, going to go exercise is essential. It also helps with your mental health. In California, little side note here, in California, doctors are reporting that there's more suicides now than there are COVID deaths. So I don't... I still don't understand why in North Carolina and also other states you can't go to the gym. I understand nightclubs. Nightclub is another one on that list. I understand nightclubs. I understand bowling alleys. I understand movie theaters. But gyms is something that I'm having a hard time figuring out why they are closed. But basically, you have to go watch this video on this on this uh, channel right here. Uh but and watch what I'm going to play a part of this video right here in a second. But basically, I want to explain what's going on briefly. But I want you to watch this video because it's really interesting. Basically, um, I want to uh, click on this and Basically, the, the police raided his business um, illegally. They used, uh, like any kind of gym, you know, when you go to the gym, there is a card, like a little, it's like a hotel key type card, and you, all of the members, like if you're a member, you get access to the gym. Basically, they illegally entered the gym without his permission, raided his business, but before that, 
this guy right here, uh, he is he got the position of temporary chief after the captain or after the old chief actually followed the constitution. It all started when this guy right here. Let me see if I can uh, back it up. It all started when this guy right here um, got called to his business, got called to his gym, and was he was upset, and he was taking license plates down, uh, and he and he was basically punishing his customers for exercising, for going to the gym. I mean, that's ridiculous, but the chief, that is still technically the chief, but he got, he's no longer the chief anymore temporarily. But this black guy, I don't want to play race cards or anything like that, but just for the sake of telling the story better, this black guy, he got called to the gym and he shut the gym down. And he cited the gym, gave him a citation, and then the the chief or the uh, yeah the chief uh, came to his house and and said that I'm so sorry that happened. We're gonna take off the citation, and you can reopen your business. Well. That chief is no longer, like I said, he was either forced to step down or he stepped down. I don't know what happened exactly. But anyway, now this guy that originally shut his business down is now in charge. And they illegally raided his business. On top of that, he has to close. So basically, he opened back up. He was forced to close. Or he shut down, he opened back up, and then he was forced to close. <clears throat> and also, the state called him, or the county called him, or whatever, asking uh, when he was going to be able to pay his property taxes, uh, which I thought was ridiculous. Because if you're not making any money, if 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 the if the local authorities are shutting down your business, isn't it kind of stupid that they're asking you to pay taxes like but i, I want to play part of this video here it's really interesting uh highly recommend this channel go check it out especially these last couple of videos he even made a number debunking or talking about how the the numbers oh that's another thing he has no cases no deaths as of yesterday in his town of COVID. no cases no deaths zero and North Carolina as a whole is kind of low, you know, compared to other places. But uh, I want to I want to play part of this video. It's really interesting what he's saying. He is is absolutely uh, horrible and absolutely horrible. Um, all over the idea of safe at home. And if you look at if and I don't think anybody reads history anymore or studies history. Um, I actually just got off the phone with uh, Dave uh, Rutherland and uh, I'm going to go on his podcast tomorrow, Team Prog Logic. But I don't think they read history anymore because these tactics, these tactics that these Democratic governors are taking is the same tactics that essentially asymmetrical warfare that Hitler used pre-World War II. 
by slowly taking people's freedoms away, and then he could make, you know, do the ultimate uh, solution. And uh, history has a tend to repeat itself. And it's a very scary thing. And um, I will say, I said it in the news report, I, I've said it in the video, and I'll say it right now. I don't want any of this. I never thought in a million years I would go serve my country for 12 years to the level of what I, which I did and then have to fight for my own freedoms. The ones that I, I fought to protect, the ones that I fought to keep terrorism at bay so they're not on our doorstep in America. And here we are. I can't be allowed to operate. I'm not allowed to thrive. I'm not allowed to make money. Uh, stay at home, wear a mask. Guys, I really, really thank you. Um, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, so there's Nick talking about it. Like I said, recommend his channel. This His video recently blew up on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, but he, he didn't get involved in politics. He's like, I lean towards the right. I'm Republican, but I don't really care about politics. And what's sad is that he went over and fought for this country, and now he has to fight again. It's just... It's just sick to watch. It's really, it's really sick. It's really, uh, you know, I said on a podcast, it's really hard to watch this stuff going on. But uh, he started a GoFundMe if you wanted to help. It's now at forty thousand. I want to see what it's at now. This was twenty minutes or an hour ago. Oh, okay, it's at forty. So yeah, I mean, this this was started like two days ago, three days ago. But um, have to. But like I said, go watch his uh, his videos. Um, you know, it takes a lot for somebody to come out and say, this is bullcrap, you know, especially somebody like this. I mean, I, you know, watching his other videos, it's wasn't political at all, but thank you for your service, Nick. And thank you for trying to stand up, uh, for that because what happened to him was BS, you know, it's, you know, it's one thing to punish the owner. But it's another thing to punish the customers writing down their license plate. Speaking of writing down license plates, um, you know, it's happened in Kentucky about a month ago. You know, whenever, if, if you wanted to go to church in Kentucky on Easter, your license plate was written down, supposedly. And they was supposed to come to your house. I don't know if that ever happened. But also, churches in Kentucky, I think, I, th I think it was Kentucky, they put nails in the interest of churches. I talked about it on, this la on the last podcast, but I wanted to give you a visual. And I want to play a video of what happened at this church in Holly Springs, Mississippi. But they refused to shut down in side of the COVID-19 restrictions. I was set ablaze. Uh, and uh, the arsonists left a poorly spelled uh, 
hypocrites like really like when you're like if you're gonna do this like why don't you learn how to spell you know what i'm saying like i'm not saying like you know do this like and learn how to spell i'm just saying that if you're gonna do it like it's so stupid but don't but don't do this please don't do this it's it's un it's uncalled for but i want to play a video that the scoop put together please go check out the scoop for some real news they're not paying me to say this but i i recommend their their site really good stuff there's nothing left it's gone no roof and very few walls. Pastor Jerry Waldrop is in disbelief after what's left of First Pentecostal Church in Holly Springs, the church he's pastored for 31 years. of racked our brains and we have no idea no no enemies that we know of no we don't even know anyone that we would think that would be capable of doing something like this officials are investigating the fire as an arson found this graffiti in the church parking lot that reads, quote, bet you stay home now, you hypocrites. The fire comes after Pastor Waldrop filed a lawsuit in April against the city of Holly Springs. That 14-page document details complaints that local officers allegedly disrupted a midweek Bible study as well as the church's Easter service 10 days prior. According to the complaint, the pastor held outdoor services when possible but would hold them indoors while practicing social distancing due to inclement weather. He also asked for a temporary restraining order allowing services to continue inside the church building. Holly Springs City Attorney Shirley Byer says there was a brief court hearing in April where the motion was denied because there wasn't enough time for the judge to make a decision. She says although the complaint it has not officially been served, meaning they can't move forward at this point. We're going to keep the faith. We're going to keep doing what we've always done. Uh, maybe not on this location. We followed all, all the precautions until finally it was like the numbers weren't adding up to what they've called for. I know COVID is real. I'm not saying it's not. We have family members that were affected by it. But I, I think when you watch how the numbers didn't trend the way they said, and it's a small percentage of what was predicted, why are the grocery stores full? Why is the Lowe's full? Why is the Home Depot full? And why is the church empty? That, that's, that's what we're calling our brothers to. Church is essential just like that business is. We're going to be careful, right? We're going to be concerned. We, we love the people. We're praying for the people. We're believing God. But it's time for us to stand up for our constitutional rights. And it's time for somebody to say, hey, we still have a First Amendment. And we're not going to bend. We're not going to bow. We're going to stand our ground.
Pharaoh doesn't get to dictate to God's people how they worship their God. God's the one that defines the parameters. God's the one that communicates his will and his plan for his church, not Egypt. And I'm telling you right now, with this cease and desist letter in my hand, the Bible says to the New Testament church, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but so much the more as you see the day approaching. And the closer we get to Jesus coming back, the more church we ought to be having, not less church. Now that's God's parameters. So I'm tearing up this cease and desist order right here. And I'm telling you right now, we're gonna do it God's way. By various means, including by teleconference, video conference, and by live streaming video or audio services. Well, I, I, want, I want to say something to you this morning. You and I know this, but apparently some people don't know this, that sitting in the basement and watching a baseball game video is not the same thing as going to a baseball game. And sitting at the house and watching a pre-recorded or, or a recorded service on your device is not the same thing as assembling in the house of God. It's obvious that some of the people that are making these rules don't go to church. It's obvious that they don't care how we worship and how we do it. So Friday, Donald Trump uh, declared places of worship essential. Thank you, God. You know, it's, uh, you know, I think it was because of that church that burned down. I think that was, you know, Trump is on social media. He probably saw that. And I think he's like, we need to do that. You know, why is, I, I, I heard, I, I, I think it was Joe Rogan. He was talking about alcohol anonymous was closed. AA was closed, but liquor stores was open. That's just a bad combination. And so, you know, it's just like the same logic. Like right now is when people need to go to church. But I, I saw, um, I saw this article that was released today. Four reasons. It's on CNN. I hardly look at CNN, but I Googled this and it popped up. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just see what their four reasons are. And uh, it says, it says, uh, let me see. The first one is some see it as a religious freedom issue. It is a religious freedom issue. American mosques and temples have not wrestled with the question of whether to hold services or not. But for many Christian churches, the issue straight to what their view is to constitute. Yeah, because uh, temples and mosques and uh, synagogues have not, to my knowledge, have not been punished. They're not being burned down. They're not being... Uh, it was the Christian churches on Easter that they in in a Kentucky they were the governor's like let's write their license plate down. People weren't doing that to mosque like ridiculous. Um, for some, physical gatherings are a key part to faith. Stupid ad. Okay. Anyway, yes, they are essential. Now I know that there is some argument like you know. 
talking about, I, I think there's a Bible verse talking about, you know, the body of Christ. Um, and, you know, I, I think, like, here's the thing. I think if you don't want to go, you don't have to. And I think for the people that want to stay home, I think it's perfectly fine. And you're not, you know, any less of a Christian if you watch it on TV or watch it on your computer or your phone or whatever. But for the people who want to go out, for the people who are healthy and this virus doesn't affect, then you can go and, uh, you know, practice your religious freedom, which you are perfectly um, entitled to. Uh, for some, the churches are hurting financially. Well, everybody's hurting financially, but uh, if you don't have a service, then people are not going to donate. Like people are not going to tithe. I mean, some are probably, but you know, it, I, I would assume that churches are going without their tithe right now because they're not having church. Uh, what's the other? Some believe God will protect them. Now, here is. Look, I think that you should be smart about this, and I I believe God will protect people. But also, if you're stupid and if you have a if you have a uh, compromised immune system and all that kind of stuff, then you will get sick. Like if you get out in this, I mean, this stuff. I mean, like I'm not saying it's not dangerous. I mean, th this stuff is definitely dangerous for some people. Or, for a small, you know, group of people, it's dangerous. So, uh, some believe that God will, yeah, I, I mean, that's, I don't really agree with that. I mean, I, I, I think God will protect anybody. God will protect people. But also if you, if you, uh, if you touch the fire, you're, fire, you're going to get burned, right? If you make stupid decisions, you're going to get burned. So yeah, I mean, this is kind of how it goes. But here is Trump. Uh, if you missed it, here's Trump announcing that he is going to uh, open churches back up. And then after that, I, I want to play a clip of the media. Uh, just criticizing his decision. Here it is. Let's walk. Thank you very much. At my direction, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is issuing guidance for communities of faith. I want to thank Dr. Redfield and the CDC for their work on this matter and all the other work they've been doing over the past, what now seems like a long period of time. Today, I'm identifying houses of worship, churches, synagogue, and mosques as essential places that provide essential services. Some governors have deemed liquor stores and abortion clinics as essential, but have left out churches and other houses of worship. It's not right. So I'm correcting this injustice and calling houses of worship essential. I call upon governors to allow our churches and places of worship to open right now. If there's any question, they're going to have to call me, but they're not going to be successful in that call. These are places that hold our society together and keep our people united. The people are demanding to go to church and synagogue, go to their mosque, 
Many millions of Americans embrace worship as an essential part of life. The ministers, pastors, rabbis, imams, and other faith leaders will make sure that their congregations are safe as they gather and pray. I know them well. They love their congregations. They love their people. They don't want anything bad to happen to them or to anybody else. The governors need to do the right thing and allow these very important essential places of faith to open right now for this weekend. If they don't do it, I will override the governors. In America, we need more prayer, not less. Just said in areas where they have high cases of COVID-19, maybe they should think about waiting a week. So which is it and why the mixed messaging? That's up to the governors. Um, as it's said in our guidance, um, we note that while many types of gatherings are important for civic and economic well-being, religious worship has particularly profound significance to communities and individuals, including as a right protected by the First Amendment. The president wants to see these communities open. Dr. Burks was integral to making these guidelines, um, and they lay out a pretty clear path for faith communities to reopen. The president says he's going to override the governors under what a authority would he do that and to your point he said several weeks ago this is all up to the governors. well i think you're posing a hypothetical and i think we can all hope that well, we see governors, override the governors you're posing a hypothetical though you're assuming that governors are going to keep churches shut down and keep mosques shut down and keep synagogues shut down uh, that is a hypothetical question and we uh, will leave it to these the faith communities to reopen said if governors don't we'll leave it to faith communities to reopen and Kristen, i think we can all we can all hope that this sunday people are allowed to pray to their gods across this country that's a good thing and I'd also note there's detailed guidance in here about the way uh, that you can clean your facilities, promote social distancing. So this is something that we should all look at um, and be thankful that we are encouraging these faith communities to reopen and do so in a safe way. Um, and we'll leave it to um, parishes to open in a safe but fashion. Well, yes. The president does the White House now support these churches that are defying governor's orders and opening up? The president's been very clear. He wants churches to reopen. He wants them to do it safely. He wants them to do it in accordance with our guidance. It's laid out very detailed. Um, it's posted now, so you can all take a look through it. And he wants to see all of those churches open in a safe but fashion. The governor does not allow that. Does the White House support churches defying these executive orders? The president's been very clear. He wants to see churches reopen in accordance with his guidelines. So the answer is yes. I just gave you an answer. I the president would like churches to reopen and do it in accordance with the guidelines. What specific provision of federal law allows the president to override a governor. The president will strongly encourage every governor to allow their churches to reopen. And boy, it's interesting to be in a room that desperately wants to seem to see these churches and houses of worship stay closed. The president said yes, that he yes. has that. Really, I object to that. I mean, I go to church. I'm dying to go back to church. The question that we're asking you and would like to have asked the president and Dr. Burks is, is it safe? And if it's not safe, is the president trying to encourage that? Or does the president agree with Dr. Burks that people should wait? Jeff, it is safe to reopen your churches if you do so in accordance with the guidelines, which are laid out um, 
very stringent detail here about promoting hygiene practices, and there are five bullet points, and cloth face coverings. Um, if social distancing is not possible, it's recommended. Um, intensifying cleanings, promoting social distance, we lay them out meticulously. Um, so I am thankful that we have a president that celebrates the First Amendment. The same amendment that gives you all the ability to ask me questions is there to have the freedom of worship so imams and pastors um, can go to their churches, can go to their places of worship, and can celebrate what is a First Amendment right in this country, which is to pray to your God and to practice your faith. And we celebrate now, that too. I just want to follow up by saying we celebrate that too. And Certainly so we should be thankful that there are guidelines to allow not, us to re-engage in that behavior. We're not asking you if, if the president or people are allowing Americans to pray. That, that's not the to question. To gather that in their places asking. of worship to attend church services, to pray together. And the president has laid out a clear path. The CDC has laid out a clear path for this to take place, for our First Amendment to be exercised in a way that is safe and robust. And that is something that is a good thing. And I'm thankful that we have a president who celebrates the First Amendment and helps it to be celebrated in its fullest and mo most robust way possible. So yeah, it's really good news. I'm really glad that Trump made that call and you know, uh, he values the Constitution, and the Constitution gives us the right to practice any kind of religion you want and to practice it freely. And they were upset that the that uh, he he um, went over to the governors, but he's the president. You know, at what point? Do you go like, okay, this is enough. Like, I this has got to stop. You know, people are literally burning down churches. They're, you know, th th this is not good. Not good at all. So, um, you know, we need to open back up. And if you don't want to go to church, you don't have to. You can watch it online. That's that's the great part about technology. It's not, it's not the 1800s. But, you know, the media, you know, I'm so done with them because they're just, but it's so awesome to see that, you know, Kaylee is just like giving it to them, you know, it's just, it's so funny. Like, it's so funny with her. I would, I would hate to uh, be a member of the media and just have to, have to ask that question, have to ask stupid questions, just literally just wasting time. But, uh, you know, it just, it's very clear to me that whatever Trump is for, they're against if he wants to close it down, they're against it. If they want to open it up, they're against it. Like, it's just like, oh my God, really? I mean, at what point, uh, I don't know. That's why I just, I don't watch the news. I just, I watch these clips and I'm, that's enough to get me upset. So, um, earlier, uh, there was in that, uh, video I showed earlier about the, uh, burning of the church, uh, there was a pastor and he got a, a cease and desist order. Um, I think, I can't remember what state it was in. But anyway, I want to play this clip. Uh, Laura Ingram um, interviewed him, and uh, it's really awesome uh, that there's people out there standing up for their religious freedom. Really awesome to see. But here is that pastor that uh, this, this uh, sermon or this speech or whatever he gave uh, gave me chills and you listened to part of it like it was it was part of that other video but I want to show you the whole story here it is 
My next guest was threatened with a $5,000 fine this week for holding in-person church services. Well, what was his response? This defiant sermon at Calvary Baptist Church right outside Baltimore. Pharaoh doesn't get to dictate to God's people how they worship their God. God's the one that defines the parameters. God's the one that communicates his will and his plan for his church, not Egypt. And the closer we get to Jesus coming back, the more church we ought to be having, not less church. Now that's God's parameters. So I'm tearing up this cease and desist order right here. And I'm telling you right now, we're going to do it God's way. We're going to do it God's way. God tells us how to worship him. Nobody else gets to do that. That man, Pastor Stacy Shiflett, joins us now. Uh, Pastor, that gave a lot of people goosebumps uh, across the country who saw that video. And now tonight, what's the reaction been from the community and other faith leaders? I know you talked to them. It's been overwhelming, actually. Thank you for having me on your show, by the way. I'm a huge fan. Um, by the way, believe it or not, I didn't plan on doing that. It wasn't scripted. I just happened to have it in my hands. And there's two things that get me pretty passionate. One is the American flag, and the other one is the Word of God. And uh, those two things have been jeopardized here in the last few months. And it just kind of reached a boiling point for me last night. And uh, I decided I just we couldn't take it anymore. And it's time to push back, make some noise, see if we can get our churches open again, Laura. And Pastor Shiflett, uh, invariably what um, many will say is you're putting people in jeopardy and having in-person church services. People have been infected when they've been at in-person church services and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, and your response to them is? Well, I mean, we all know that the coronavirus only goes to church. It doesn't go to Home Depot. It doesn't go to the grocery store. It doesn't go anywhere except to church. And so uh, we've all just had to come to believe that uh, line from all these so-called experts that uh, you can have 300 people at Walmart. You can have 250, 300, 400 people at Home Depot standing in line, touching stuff, bumping into one another. Uh, but for some reason or another, coming to church and checking people's temperature at the door and practicing this long list of social distancing protocols and guidelines that we've put in place and having families sit together and having everybody else sitting six feet apart. And we know that if we do that, uh, that they're going to get sick. But, you know, you can go to the store and touch everything in there and you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, it's it's been a shocker to me that so few members of the clergy have actually come out and said, we're not, we're just not doing this anymore. These rights are inalienable. You can't take them away from us. You know, put me in jail, like civil disobedience. Well, I mean, I mean, I'd say it's surprising to me that, you know, so few have, but I got to tell you this pastor yesterday, U.S. District Court Judge Catherine Blake, she rejected a challenge by churches and businesses uh, to your governor, Larry Hogan's stay at home order. So what's the next step? Keep going, I guess, appeal to, uh, to the Court of Appeals, Federal Court of Appeals. Well, we're just going to church. We're going to go to church. Uh, we're tired of being told to sit at the house. When, when a man can take his daughter to the abortion clinic, but he can't take her to church, 
when a woman can take her son to the liquor store but can't take him to church, when the marijuana dispensaries are flourishing and churches are shuttered, it's time for somebody to say something. And uh, I'm with you, Laura. I'm shocked at how many pastors and preachers and church members have been content to sit on the couch in their pajamas and watch the service on live stream instead of going to church, actually going to church the way church was supposed to be. The word church in the Greek is the word ekklesia. It means an assembly of people together. The word church means coming together. You can't have church the way God intended for it to through live stream and all those things. I mean, those are things that we have for people that can't come. That's not something we have for people instead of coming. So, no, it's just time to push back, and it's unfair, it's unjust, it's unconstitutional, and we're tired of it. Yeah, the new normal, as they say, is being rejected by a lot of folks who didn't mind the old normal all that much. Pastor, we wish you the best of luck, and thank you so much. We're going to do it God's way. I love that. You know, it, it... gets to a point where when the government is um, breaking God's rules, then you have to make some decisions and you have to open up. And I'm thankful, even though you know President Trump is not the most perfect person in the world, he's done a lot for Christian values. He's done a lot of you know, stuff for Christians. And he, I, I think that that's important to him. I don't know where he stands, but I think it's really important to him that, you know, he does that. So thank you, Pastor Stacy Shiflett. Uh, but, you know, it, this is just one story. I mean, I'm sure it's happening everywhere. That is it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I really do appreciate it. And thank you for watching or thank you for listening. I'm going to put this episode out on iTunes and all that kind of stuff. But if you want to see more, uh, be sure to check out rdapparelco.com. Just drop some new stickers. We also have hats. We have t-shirts, phone cases, all this kind of stuff. Go check out the store. Go take it, give it a look and uh, see if you like anything. Also, we have gift cards if you want to uh, give. You know, Father's Day is coming up, so... If you want to do that, uh, you can get a gift card for that. So um, everything is made in America, made in the USA. And, uh, you know, people are buying stuff. As you see in the bottom corner, people are buying stuff. And uh, this shirt right here, uh, right here has been really popular. We also got the You Ain't Black. But um, free shipping, use code TRP. And that's in the U.S. and Canada if you want to support the channel and support what I do. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Be sure to hit subscribe or follow. Give it a rating on iTunes if you enjoy the show. Have a great day. Have a great Memorial Day. And uh, God bless. Lord, just the thought gives me a chill. They can take God off our money, but in the end, oh, ain't it funny how it all gonna see him on the judgment day So sing it loud one more time Hear what you say When you got the truth inside Now they can't take that away One more time Cause it ain't too late Hold on to what you believe Cause they can't take that They can't take that away Want to change something somewhere for everybody
Just like my father's father before him They held on with pride to everything they believed They could take out all five money but In the end, oh, ain't it funny how I'm gonna see him on the judgment day Come a day 